Welcome to a Friday, April 27th edition of the DC Daily Drop. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. We'll start off with some more Aquaman stuff as director James Wan talked with Entertainment Weekly about the film and the story. And he said, quote, the main antagonist in this movie is Orm, played by Patrick Wilson, and Black Mana, played by Yaya Abdul-Mateen, is caught up in the world with them as well. But the main drive really is, it's almost a very classic Shakespearean story about brother from another world versus brother from another world. And it really is a classic story of sibling rivalry, which makes perfect sense with with everything we know about it. It's, it sounds very much inspired by Jeff John's New 52 run and Throne of Atlantis in particular. Um, we're definitely going to see Aquaman versus Orm. Yeah, and these are these are the things we've been talking about that we want to see, and it sounds like we're getting what we want. And you know, this like kind of ideological battle between these different characters about they all probably think that they're doing the right thing, but they they have different motivations. And obviously, we're going to be rooting for Aquaman, but it might if you try to see it from their point of view, it might like actually make some sense. Right. Yeah. Orm's. Not well. He is a little bit crazy, but he's not just yeah. crazy. He's got he's got some some reasoning behind him, even if it's flawed. And so I think that will be really cool. And I think pa- Patrick Wilson will be able to play a really nice villain, where he is uh, can turn the Atlanteans against Arthur, perhaps. And I think that's going to be a really complex and cool relationship. And I'm also you know, we've talked before, but I'm really excited to see however Black Mana is going to fit into that. Yeah, me too. Uh, Juan also mentioned how it can be scary and exciting to have an entire civilization. You know, we, he's talked about we've, we've seen the alien invasions a lot of times, and both in superhero movies and in movies in general, but we haven't seen a ton like under our nose. There is an entire massive civilization that we don't even know about that could potentially be a threat to surface dwellers like us. Yeah, and I I hope we get to see um, a little bit about maybe like the the history of Atlantis and maybe some of the conflicts that have happened in the past and then also getting to see it spilling out and impacting the quote-unquote real world like the, the surface dwellers and everything I, I want the majority of it to still be like just Aquaman and the Atlanteans and everything like that but I do want to see how it's impacting the rest of the world too yeah and whether it goes so far as to Atlanteans getting on to land or if it if it stopped before that I think there's a lot of intrigue that can be used there. Uh, on yeah. Jason Momoa, he said, one of the things people will be surprised by is seeing that Jason Momoa is not just a tough guy, but that the guy is actually very ca- charismatic, funny, goofy, and is a potential romantic lead. I think we know that Jason Momoa can be quite goofy. We've seen that in the past, and, and he does have charisma, and I hope that translates well to the, the character. Yeah, we've, we've seen him being goofy and funny on kind of the behind-the-scenes stuff the majority of the time. Uh, like his Instagram posts and stuff, he's he definitely seems like he is a funny, goofy guy. So, like you said, I hope that they they give him the space and time to do that within the film too, and we get to see those different sides to his character, not just the the serious, tough side. Yeah, that obviously being tough and serious is a big part of Arthur, and I think we'll see a lot of that. And that's what Momoa has played a lot of. His characters have been a lot like that in the past, and so I hope we get to see a, a more well rounded look at that. Even though you know he needs. A basis in being that tough guy that he we've seen from from Arthur before. Yeah. Uh, so next up, Damon Lindelof went on the Bookish with Sonia Wagner podcast. Uh, it starts around thirty one minutes if you want to take a listen. But he talked about adapting Watchmen for HBO. 
And he said that he read Watchmen in single issues when he was 12. And he talked about the buzz and delays of the book, which is something both of you, both you and I have talked about, like how crazy it must have been to be alive then and like having to wait in between issues of Watchmen instead of being able to just sit down and read it all. Yeah, it was really cool. Listen, hearing Lindelof talk about that, how his, I think his father gave him the first two issues and he said, you're not ready for this, but he yeah. gave it to him anyway to read and. And that sort of introduced him to uh, some darker storytelling elements and everything like that. And he, uh, uh, let's just say Lindelof is definitely a fan and says, had a lot of good dis- stuff to say about it. And he knows what he's doing when it comes to, I mean, he, de- he knows the history of Watchmen and its importance. Yeah. And then he kind of addresses, you know, sort of the elephant in the room about Alan Moore and maybe his dislike of people adapting his characters. And so he said, I think it's widely known that Alan Moore does not want Watchmen to be adapted. So I'm playing a bit of a game of semantics here and saying I'm not adapting Watchmen. Um, right. He kind of mentioned how Fargo, the TV series, is more inspired by the movie than a strict adaptation or anything like that. So that makes me wonder what exactly is he going to do? And I think we talked in the past, is it set in the present day? Is it set in the 80s but done differently? Is it a sequel to the Watchmen from the comics? I think we we both talked about how we're would be okay with almost anything as long as it's in the spirit and vein. And if it is present day, for example, I, I would like it to be, if if somebody was going to tell the story of Watchmen, what would that look like today? I think it would be okay if it was set in the present day, if you take that approach to it. Right, exactly. And like right now in the comics with Doomsday Clock, they're doing a fantastic job of being in the spirit of Watchmen, like you said, but not, it's not an adaptation, obviously, it's like a sequel, but it still very much feels like the same kind of feeling that you get when you read the original Watchmen. Right. And I think Lindelof made a really cool point about how I understand some people are like, well, Watchmen was Watchmen. It's done by Alan Moore. Shouldn't be touched again. You know, there's been prequel comics. There's been now sequel comics and movie adaptations. But because Alan Moore doesn't want anything adapted, there shouldn't be. And I thought it was really cool what Lindelof's response to that was. And he talked about specifically how Watchmen takes is basically an adaptation of Charlton Comics. And so it continues that <laughs> it, like, how how Elmore doesn't want anything adapted yet. His original work was basically an adaptation. Right. And exactly. And like not even just Watchmen, some of his other stuff, he says, but all his other work that I love, whether it be Swamp Thing or an amazing Superman story called Whatever Happened to the Man of Tomorrow and a great Batman story. It's sort of like the idea that he came in and told iconic stories with characters that he didn't create and has now turned around and said, you're not allowed to do that with the career the characters that I created. So I feel like his own hypocrisy enables me to defy all this. Yeah. <laughs> I thought this was an awesome point and he's by no means disrespecting Moore's right. work or anything like that. He's just saying, uh, that's a good point. I understand the debate with wanting to leave something alone versus wanting to see more of it. I am, I'm okay with adapting, continuing things as long as it's attempted to be in the spirit of the original and that allows for new takes. I mean, imagine if we just stopped with Superman stories after Action Comics number one or after Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster left the comics. I mean, uh, so much of what we know about Superman wouldn't exist. So I really like the way he put this. Um, I think that's really a good way to look at it. And uh, some people will still say, well, I don't I don't want anything to do with more Watchmen, but I think this was a cool way to look at it. Yeah, it, it sounds like he really does get it. And it, it, this makes me more excited for this the potential of this show going forward and it's i don't think it's going to be a strict adaptation following the the story arc of the original watchman comic i think 
it's more going to be like taking those characters or even characters based on those characters. And like you said, maybe putting in a present day or having a different story that we haven't seen yet, something like that. I, I hope that's the direction they end up going. Yeah. So if you're interested in the Watchmen HBO adaptation, I think that's definitely a good podcast episode to listen to. You can definitely tell Lindelof's passion for the source material. Uh, he's he's very excited about it. And so I'm, I'm, it definitely increased my interest in this project, which I was already excited for. Yeah, me too. All right. That's all we have for today. Thanks for listening and we'll be back tomorrow.